When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It's Saturday, July 4th. I'm going to keep this brief because I know you want to get to the content and the rest of your weekend. Today, we've got a guest. His name is Steve Hers. He's written a book called Don't Take Yes for an Answer, Using Authority, Warmth, and Energy to Get Exceptional Results. We're refocusing on your career, gang, so pay attention. If you have financial questions, maybe it is a career question, don't hesitate to send us an email. It's askjill at jillonmoney.com. Here's our interview with Steve Hers. So Steve, welcome to the pod. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for having me, Jill. Excited to be here. All right. So why'd you write this book? I wrote this book because I realized in my research and in the last 30 years of being a talent agent that there are so many people out there who work hard, who study, who do all the right things, who show up on time and don't reach their potential. And so this book is a shortcut to teach you how to do that. What do you mean by using authority and warmth? What do, what do you mean by that? Let's say you know the most of anybody on your topic. And yet you communicate with a lot of filler words. You have a high voice. You cover your mouth when you speak. You don't make eye contact with people when you speak. You will not come across as competent or as an authority on the subject. And either you won't get the promotion you want, you won't get the job you want, you won't get the clients you want. So that is the authority. It's not just to have the substantive qualities. It's also to be able to have those stylistic qualities too. How do you see the the current times, this idea of Zoom and teleconferencing and Skyping, how does this idea of authority and warmth work when you're not physically with somebody else? How do, how do you see that? I think it's still a huge factor in your communication. It's a different kind of authority and a different kind of warmth. I mean, hopefully when your listeners tune into this podcast, even though they can't see me, They'll think that I'm an authority on the subject matter, not just because I wrote a book or because you've had me as a guest, but because of their own perception of the way I'm speaking. These factors are still at play regardless of the method of the communication. Tell us a little bit about communication, some of those skills. When you really, when you talked about a little bit about inflection, tell me more about that. I really want to hear what people need to understand about how their voices communicate authority, but also little ticks. I mean, maybe I'm old school. Wait a minute. I am old school. I'm an old fart. I'll admit it. But I have a hard time listening to people who end on a question or who have that vocal fry because it's just, it drives me insane. Man, woman just makes me crazy. But that's not everybody. There are a lot of people I hear on the radio, a lot of people who are podcasting who have terrible voices and they're very successful. So how do you understand that? My point would be that those people would be even more successful if they didn't have those verbal tics, right? But to answer your bigger question, I think that people need to understand that there's going to be a perception of them depending on what they do. If you speak in a sing-song way, if you have vocal fry, those are the things that are going to detract from your authority. Going even back further to what you asked about inflection, 
that ties into the energy piece of my awe concept, the A, authority, W, warmth, E, energy. And if you're speaking without inflection and you're flat, then the listener is not going to be enthusiastic about what you're saying because you're not enthusiastic, right? So what I say in the book is inflection is infection. If you inflect, then you infect the listener with your own enthusiasm. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're a talent agent, so you know a lot of people who are in the business. Do you find that they are different in front of a microphone, in front of a camera, versus when they start negotiating with their bosses? Do you hear that from them? Some you really are different. That's a really good point. And I think, you know, in a perfect world, we should all be congruent in the way we are off the air versus on the air. We shouldn't have a split personality. And I think that was also a motivation for me wanting to write the book. The book is not geared towards broadcasters, which has been the majority of my career, but the book is geared towards people who do private speaking. The rest of us in the world who aren't in front of a microphone for most of our lives or aren't doing monologue for our profession. And I think those are the relationships that really matter, those private speaking relationships where people want to feel listened to and heard and acknowledged. And I think even for a broadcaster like yourself, I would surmise that your success is not just because you're good on air, but you've obviously cultivated a lot of great relationships off air. And that's been a huge factor in your success. Oh, absolutely. I'm wondering if you could help me with, uh, let me give you a a hypothetical. I have a colleague from work who did not get a promotion and he's totally bummed about it. And he said to me, I really want to know what the feedback is. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to ask the hard question. Now, I know what the feedback is going to be. Here's the feedback I have to give him. And you have to help me craft this in a way that it's useful. I don't just, you know, make him feel terrible. One bit of feedback was some of his colleagues say, he always sounds irritated. Like he's just not easy to work with because he sounds irritated. And the other bit of of feedback that the person who was going to hire him, who was interviewing him, found out, and again, I heard through the grapevine, is that this guy never shuts up. He's a bad listener. Now, I need you to say this in a way that is not going to make him feel terrible and gives him tools to get better. Ultimately, what it comes down to is you have to communicate to this guy Let's call him Joe, okay? Joe, where do you want to be in six months? Where do you want to be in a year? Where do you want to be in five years? And if you want to be at X, Y, or Z, do you think doing what you're doing right now is going to get you to that place? And hopefully you can get him talking about, no, of course, Jill, I don't want to be where I am. That's why I'm asking you. And then you can say, well, Joe, are you ready for a really hard conversation, which on the other end of it, in 12, 24, or 60 months, you're going to be in a very different place? Are you really ready to put in the hard work And ultimately, he's got to make that decision. And if you feel that he's given you the room to really have that hard conversation with him, then I'd say the next step is, I've talked about this a lot, is tough love. And I think you'd be able to communicate the love to him that you're saying all these really hard truths to him because you actually care about him. And you don't want to see him 
in six, 12, 18 months in the same place. And so I think he'll be able to take that from you. But tough love without love is mean. And I think a lot of people give unsolicited advice mm. to a guy like this, and they don't really give a crap about him. They just get off on telling him that he's a bad listener and he never shuts up or that he you know, comes across harsh, whatever it is. But coming from Jill Schlesinger, who he knows actually cares about him, that's going to be a very different message. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I worry sometimes when people give feedback that it is a way to just, you know, unload crap onto somebody. So we really want feedback as you are articulating to be constructive, to help the person. And I know that you, you know, you run the big agency or, you know, you've got a lot of employees. Do you have particular types of personalities that are harder to deal with than others just for you or in general to give this kind of advice? It's a really good question. And I'm going to turn this around on you for a minute and tell you this. I called the book, Don't Take Yes for an Answer, not Don't Give Yes for an Answer, right? And so the idea is that, look, ultimately, the guy you talked about earlier, Joe, that's a decision for him to make. Like He should be smart enough to know that he didn't get the promotion. And everything in life can't be external. It's got to be somewhat internal, right? It's got to be, what can I be doing better? And so the ultimate responsibility for feedback rests upon the person who needs to hear the feedback, not the person who's dying to give it. If you give him this feedback, it's not going to change your life, really. It's going to change his life. The idea behind this book is that someone's going to read it and say, geez, I better be the one to ask for feedback in my own life. That's the hope that I'm trying to create in a culture, in an organization. And look, for you, Jill, maybe he is very important to you. If you start asking him and others for feedback in your circle of trust, and they know that now Jill is really seeking this kind of you know, growth, then you're opening up room that they'll come back to you and ask for it as well, as opposed to you having to go do it when it's unsolicited, which makes it very tough. Well, that's the first part of our interview with Steve Hers. We'll have the second part tomorrow. Remember, we are always here for you, even though we're not really working this weekend, but you know, we're obsessively checking our inboxes. So if you have a financial question, send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com and go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Lots of great stuff there. Don't forget to wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain that physical distancing, do something nice for somebody, please. It'll make it so much better. We'll have the second half of our interview with Steve tomorrow. Talk to you then.